Chapter 6 Metro Motel, just off East Toodledoo Way, is your new home of seclusion and peace amidst a long journey to and from. Scott read this ridiculously strange statement off the back of a brochure he pulled from a stack in the lobby while checking in. Now he was naked except for his ring, sitting on the toilet in a motel room bathroom with his elbows on his knees and the brochure dangling between his thighs. Reading helped pass the time while he waited out his daily constipation, but he'd forgotten his magazines before leaving his apartment. All he had was this brochure. That's why he'd taken it in the first place, aware he'd need something to stare at while using the toilet. Apparently, he was in Missouri, though the brochure had little else to say about his location. It was mainly just a flyer advertising church recitals and flea markets near the area. It also suggested planning a visit to a railroad museum with recent renovations and more luxurious bathroom facilities. Scott thought this sounded vaguely interesting and pondered going. But then a movement occurred, and he flexed his bowels and cast the idea aside. The motel room was small, and the bathroom was even smaller. Scott was wedged between the sink and shower, like a potato stuck between books on a shelf. He was uncomfortable. The bathroom was bright, and above his head moaned the strong hum of a heater fan. He looked down at his purple feet and tossed the brochure onto the sink beside him. Out in the unlit bedroom, the cage rested in front of the television and mini refrigerator. Scott had thrown his jacket over it and the rest of his clothes onto the bed. Getting her and her cage out of the car and up the flight of steps to the room had been an awkward ordeal. That was why he'd wrapped the jacket over the top of it to conceal her as best he could while out in the parking lot. A few people had seen him, but figured what he was wrestling between his arms was just an ordinary dog in a cage. No one got a good look inside. Now Scott could rest. He'd found shelter, paid in advance, and was finally alone to think things over. At first, when he'd requested a room allowing pets, He'd felt ashamed to refer to her in such a low, demeaning way. She was not a pet. She was something else. But now that he'd gotten her inside and locked the doors, he couldn't bring himself to even look at her. So he'd just left the jacket thrown over her cage, disrobed, and gone to the bathroom to think. It was where he did his best thinking. Scott was not a pervert, but his thoughts about what to do were conflicting. He felt like he'd somehow become part of something magical. He'd seen her and immediately wanted her, like a stolen treasure. She was all he could think about, and he wanted badly to get up from the toilet and walk out into that darkened room and throw back his jacket to look at her again. It wasn't just her eyes. It was the cage, too. And the collar. The dirt in her hair. The wonder of it. And the sick, dark purpose 
she'd likely been made for. Scott was not about to fantasize this over. He'd have time to learn the things she'd seen, the things she'd escaped. It was just knowing life could be so dark, so evil, that fascinated him now. Unlike anything before, she'd brought Scott back to life, excited him with possibility, and provided him a visual answer to just how wrong a mind can be. Scott bit down hard on his lower lip, resisting the urge to go out and look again. Instead, he reached and turned on the shower, and kicked the door closed. He wiped his ass and got up. Then he stepped into the shower and let the water fall down his back. He began to hum a song while lathering his shoulders and groin. The melody he hummed was upbeat and happy. He always slept well when in a good mood. Out in the darkened bedroom, a stirring of chains clanged from beneath his coat. One delicate white hand reached its small, soft fingers through the thin bars of the cage and dug in the pockets of the jacket hanging above it. The hand pulled out a pair of sunglasses, felt at them with displeasure, and dropped them to the floor. Then the hand went for another pocket, digging deeper inside, far as it could. It pulled a long wrench slowly out from the pocket, cautious not to drop it. When the large head of the wrench slid free from the leather, the hand clutched it firmly by the handle, then pulled it into the darkness of the cage. The sound of the shower from behind the closed bathroom door provided just enough volume to drown out the squeak of bolt threads sliding loose. The cage began to shake, then Scott's jacket toppled to the floor as one of its wire walls came free and fell with a bang.